now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing what we do, right, Roger? Yeah. Just driving up and down the roads of America, picking up music that people just miss. They just walk away from it. Or right by it. or Right by it. They uh, don't we found a couple it. that were like roadkill. That's right. People We've drove to, over them. That's right. Yeah. They got the nasty tire tracks. Yeah. And this, yeah. They, they played those a little flat. They did. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> we, but we pick them up and dust them <laughs> off. And they go, oh, that's a perfectly good song that's right there. That's right. That's what we do. That's what we do. You know, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, yeah, exactly what is Americana music? That's kind of a fair question. And we kind of have a fair answer. Well, maybe? it's not like we're experts or anything. No. But no, uh, not at all. Like a lot of people, we have our own opinion. That's right. And that is that uh, th- this is music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And yeah. that's a deep pond right there. To oh, fish yeah, in. man. I mean, you know, having said that, it, it could be bluegrass. It could be rock and roll. It could be folk. It could be rockabilly. It could be opera. Classical. Um, doo-wop. Show tunes. Uh, <laughs> it could be heavy metal. <laughs> it could be heavy metal. It could be swing. Hip-hop. Hip hop is good, yeah. yes. Or it could be boogaloo, yeah. yeah. All that and more. I just like saying boogaloo. boogaloo. That's great. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to do stuff. some more boogaloo. We shall. We shall. Well, and the format of the show is this: uh, each of us shows up each each week with a virtual fistful of tunes, correct? That the other guy doesn't know about, and we uh, parse them out one at a time, and. We take times, uh, turns starting the show out, and it's easy I started. For you to say no, it? none of this is okay. Um, I started last week, so Leo, uh, you get to start out this week. I, um, I, I thank you, and I think uh, this is going to be kind of a fun one here. Uh, I'm, there's a song that we know something about. Okay, it's called "I Wash My Hands in Muddy Water." Oh yeah. Okay, now we know something mm. about that. Yeah, we do. So, but let's back up for a second because the guy that had the biggest hit with the song was Stonewall Jackson. Yes, it was. All right. And uh, I th- we just recently lost uh, Stonewall Jackson, uh, I think in 2021, Okay, uh, he passed away. He was born in 1932 in Tabor City, North Carolina. And now get a little, he was named after Confederate General Thomas Stonewall Jackson. This wasn't a made-up name. Oh, that, wow. That's his actual that's name. That's his real name. That's his real name. Well, we talk about all these people that changed their names. He, that, he, he, oh, but darn. That was his real name. Wow. And some, some people actually claimed he was a descendant of the general, but that is... They, they could yeah. say unlikely yeah. is the way they put it. Okay. Anyway, um, he uh, he did a demo tape as you know, a young man. He was playing a lot. And he did a, ta- a demo tape, and uh, Wesley Rose. This comes up a lot. A cuff rose, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the A cuff, and that is, of course, you know, or you know, uh, Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Roy, uh, Roy A cuff. Roy A cuff, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's a big deal for him to get that uh, contract. And um, he he was the first artist to join the Grand Ole Opry without a recording contract. Oh wow! He was not signed at all when he was allowed to join the the uh, Grand Ole Opry, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And he had some other big hits too, uh, Waterloo. 
yeah. was a big Remember one for that? him, you know. And uh, that crossed over to the top 40 of the Billboard, uh, Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, and it also uh, it charted in the UK. I mean, you know, he was getting a lot of, of um, notice. But he, his first his first foray, he's kind of the teen hit, uh, you know, the teen tragedy thing. Right. Uh, they, I, I was reading about and There's a song called BJ the DJ. <laughs> and I went and listened to it. I go, yeah, I can see why that didn't make it. <laughs> That song's kind of kind of a loser, really. But wow. Anyway, so then he he goes on and he records um, he records I wash my hands in muddy water. Now a lot of people think that he wrote that song, but we know that he didn't. That's right. That song was written by none other than Cowboy Joe Babcock, mm-hmm. who we got to meet. Yes, we, uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him several years ago at the International Western Music Association. That's correct. And he offered to let us cut one of his songs. Yeah. And he gave us a demo, and we picked one, and we, by God, recorded one of his songs. So mm-hmm. there you go. So let's uh, th- let's just get to it, man. Uh, this is I Wash My Hands in Mudded Water, Stonewall Jackson. I think this version of it, he, more, he did more than one version, but I think this one was recorded in 1959. <laughs> I was born in Macon, Georgia. They kept my dad in the Macon jail. Dad said, son, if you keep your hands clean, you won't hear them bloodhounds on your trail. But I fell in with bad companions. We robbed a man in Tennessee The sheriff caught me way up in Nashville They locked me up and threw away the key I washed my hands in muddy water Washed my hands, but they didn't come clean When's my time? He said, son, we won't forget. And if you try to keep your hands clean, we may make a good man of you yet. I couldn't wait to do my sentence. I broke out. Nashville jail I just crossed the line of Georgia and I can't hear them bloodhounds on my trail I wash my hands in muddy water I wash my hands but they didn't come clean Out of words at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I forget sometimes. I do too. So you yeah. Go, mm-hmm. yeah. 
you don't you just go mm, when you forget words. Yeah, you just make up syllables. I do. You do. That's correct. Yeah, it, it, nonsensical sounds. Nonsensical sounds. Yes, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let let's get this show going, Roger. That's the first one. What do you got? Okay. Well, we have been to uh, probably countless bluegrass festivals. And uh, been in uh, more than countless jam sessions. Oh, yeah. And there's one instrument that uh, you pretty much never see in a jam session. I could make some wild well, guesses. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, yeah, like clarinets. I mean, uh, well, know. yeah, but what I'm talking about is piano. Oh, well, there's a good reason, but yes. <laughs> People don't generally lug them around. No. But it's just not, it, it really, you don't hear much piano. Right. Uh, it, or really keyboard in bluegrass yeah, music. Yeah, there you go. Well, this next guy's an exception. His name is Jeff Little. Another thing I just stumbled upon in listening to some stuff. You uh, stumble around a lot, don't I, you? If it were not for stumbling, I would get nowhere at all. <laughs> you stumble right directly into rabbit holes. Yes, I do. Okay. And it's, it's, a, it's a great way to get around. <laughs> little, little fits and starts. <laughs> well, um, it says, the National Council for the Traditional Arts says, with few exceptions, the piano does not play a prominent part in Appalachian music and is rarely the lead instrument. But it says Jeff Little is an exception. Um, the, the guy, he just, he's got a thing. Matter of fact, I, I downloaded four tunes off of this album. I just couldn't decide which one I was going to pick. But, uh-huh. I, but I finally did pick okay. one. Um, he's, he's played professionally since he was 14 years old. I don't know when he was born. I didn't find that. Kind of not a lot of information out there for him. But he's he plays old-time country, bluegrass, rockabilly blues, and and. And this album features a lot of that type of stuff. Right. Um, he's worked uh, with a lot of commercial country artists, Keith Urban, uh, mm-hmm. most notably. Right. And uh, uh, he now has uh, moved back to Blue Ridge, where he's a full-time faculty member and artist-in-residence for the popular music program at Catawba College in Salisbury, North Carolina. Wow. I didn't even know there was such a thing. That, I didn't. but That's, it, that's uh, cool. Yeah. It, it, uh, anyway. But uh, this is from a, uh, an album of his called Blue Ridge Piano. And this is just uh, piano and mandolin. <laughs> uh, Jeff Little plays mandolin. And I don't know if that's a brother or a son or whoever, but he's quite good. They're playing Billy in the Low Ground.
Wow. <laughs> Kind of takes no prisoners. No, pretty much. Yeah, man. that's kind of in your face. It's it's interesting. Well, it was a, I thought it was interesting. Something different. Well, you know, so. we do have occasional keyboard players that come into our jam sessions. Uh, down it's true. In, uh, we have a, what they call a melodica, right? Yeah. Uh huh. And our friend Mark uh, down in in, um, in Wichita showed up with one of those one year, and then Allison plays one once in a while. Right. So yeah, yeah, we see a few keyboards. Heck yeah, but not generally not an actual piano. No, not generally an actual piano. <laughs> That'd be We'd welcome it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd embrace the commitment, you know? But just think about it. The truck would back in <laughs> to the jam session. Well, we could make the noise. Yeah, we could. Oh, we beep, could. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move along, Leo. What oh, do you man. got? There's a, uh, i got to tell you, there's, there's this word. Uh, it's called a red bone. And it is a Cajun term for a mixed race person. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna do a uh, I'm gonna do a song, feature a song by a band called Redbone. Oh wow! You remember them? Mm, they I came don't know. out in 1974. They had a hit with a song called "Come and Get Your Love." Oh I've yeah! I've always liked this song, and I've had it on my list to do for quite a while. But uh, all of the band members, um, they were uh, of a Mexican American or Native American heritage. Okay. okay. And uh, this was reflected in their songs, their stage costumes, album art, the whole bit. And they reached the top five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1974 with this Come and Get Your Love. Okay. All right. It's, it's a really cool song. It's got a real kind of a different beat to it. But anyway, uh, this, but two brothers, right, kind of started the band. And um, it was Patrick and uh, Candido Lolly. Okay. So they, they moved to Los Angeles in 1959 and played for 10 years in clubs like you know, in the name of like Pat and Lolly, Vegas, whatever. But they, they had some serious creds under their belt already before they formed this this band. And uh, they were played on records with people like Tina Turner, Sonny and Cher, James Brown, Little Richard, and Elvis. Nice. So they were, you know, walking in tall cotton there. Now, the like I said, the word redbone is a Cajun term for mixed-race person. And the band adopted uh, that name uh, basically to signify their mixed ancestry. So the uh, the the uh, Vasquez brothers uh, were of Yaqui and Shoshone and Mexican heritage. All right, and then they were like they were proud of it and they did it. That's awesome. Now I want to mention one more thing, and I th- we're going to put the link for this on our on our website. It's a recent video um, that's done a recent music video done of this song, and um, it's it was produced. It's produced by a company that went back and pulled up some imagery. To really illustrate, and it borrows uh, from pop culture back of that era in the 70s or whatever. And uh, the film reexamines pop culture imagery in the context of contemporary events, right? Okay. So this song's back in the 70s, but it's using imagery from like yesterday. Oh, wow. Basically, it's pretty cool. So uh, I've, got the, uh, I've got the link, and we'll put it on the website. So let's just give it a listen from 1974. This is Redbone performing Come and Get Your Love.
drum beat just is yeah. constant through the song. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, it really is. I'd forgotten about that tune. Yeah. Kind of lost the history yeah. here, didn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at the time. Hey, I think we burn up our time for we're this segment. Having way too much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As usual. Well, yes. Tomorrow's moving day, of course. Oh, yeah. That's and never any fun. So we need to go police the area. Yeah. And leave no trace. Yeah. As little as possible. And we need to pick up the trash, you know. And, and, um, and uh, check that, that left rear inside duel. And I'm afraid it's your turn. I'm afraid so. Well, you got that fancy new long uh, it's tire long. tester. It's a long I don't know how you use that thing. It's like trying to put a, a, a fishing pole into a pop bottle. Okay, that's probably... Well, I'll find out, I guess. Okay. I haven't tried it okay. before. Well, good luck with that. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, we'll go do that, and then we'll be back. This is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. Okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, I got to tell you that that Brad Keselowski, uh, the he, NASCAR driver, he really knows what he's talking about. He knows what yeah. he speaks. Yeah, yeah. That's Check true. your tire pressure, and uh, we did. How'd that uh, uh, tester work out for you? Not so well. Yeah, I, I, I heard a lot of hissing. Did you leave let about ten pounds out? Yeah, you? I had to just give it up and just <laughs> go back out yeah. and pump the thing. Do up. Do it the I old mean, way, right? Yeah, but I I was really disappointed. I figured, you know, I was giving myself a little margin of safety, but I could. It's like trying to thread a needle from across the room. I mean, I said it just wasn't working out. That's a great idea, but those ideas don't always work. Well, I had to overcome my trepidation. Well, good, and uh, I got it aired up. Thank you. Can we not talk about it anymore? Okay, let's stop. It just gives me the creeps. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well. Well, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Marshalltown, Iowa. Marshalltown, Iowa. You know, and I, I was familiar with Marshalltown for only one reason. Our good buddy, longtime pal, uh, Randy. Randy. Uh, w- was from here. That's correct. And he always talked about it, but I never knew anything or had been here before. I hadn't either, and which is why I was sort of excited to be. I was expecting... Kind of what we found, really. Yeah, I, mean, I was expecting maybe a plaque about uh, Randy, about Randy you know, but yeah. I haven't seen one yet. Famous musicians from Marshalltown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we got one in the Rush County. Yeah, Kansas thing. I, we did. Yeah, That's we true. Got listed, but so anyway, what'd you find out? I found out this town is more our our size and speed. It's about less than thirty thousand people. That's better. Okay, and uh, it's it's um, also it's it's a home. I found this out. Little piece of trivia. It's home to the Iowa Veterans Home in Marshalltown Community College, which I think maybe is where Randy went to school. I think you might be right. Early on in his, his, mm-hmm. uh, his college career. Uh, it was established by this guy named uh, Henry Anson. He was the first uh, settler to come into the place. And he said, uh, I, I have found the prettiest place in Iowa. Oh, know? wow. And he built a log cabin there, and one thing led to another. And at one point, uh, he donated land, you know, and they built a county seat and the whole bit. I mean, they they originally they called it Marshall, but then they found out there was already another town in Iowa named Marshall, so they right? had to change it to Marshalltown. Yeah, right? we know how that works. We, that's right. Yeah, there's a town in uh, Kansas called Bison. That's because Buffalo, Buffalo was, was already taken. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So I kind of got to dig around. You know, I like to dig into the trivia a little bit, and I, I got the computer out, went online, and I found a a thing in the city charter kind of information thing. And there's, I saw this headline and it said, can horses eat fire hydrants? <laughs> okay. And it was an actual question that somebody had posted in this thing. And the answer was absolutely, absolutely not. 
I would fear the horse that could. <laughs> Amen. It's, and he says, it is illegal to deface public property. And if I had to guess, some poor bastard received a citation for tying his horse up to a hydrant back in early 1900, damaging the wooden post supporting the water line. Ah. Okay. It's still on the books. Oh, wow. You can't let your horse eat a fire hydrant. Okay. And I mean, still, it's, it's illegal to fasten, hitch, or tie any horse or other animal to any fire hydrant, telegraph, telephone, electric light, or other pole, or to any fence, tree, shrub, or other property. <laughs> wow. They got pretty serious about it. Jeez. So don't let your... You know you know what a, a cribber is? A horse that... Yeah. Yeah. A horse yeah. that likes to chew on wood. Right. Okay. Well, you cannot hitch your horse to these posts. Wow. I day. guess you just, you better not ride a horse in town. You can't put it anywhere. <laughs> you can't put it anywhere. <laughs> well, it, it's a great town, man. Yeah. We've had a fun week here, you know. Yes, we have. It's t- but it's time to move on. You know, uh, people ask us, they say, Dairy Airs, exactly why is it that you travel across this great country of ours and that old RV and stay at Shady Grove RV parks? We don't really have any place else to come. Yeah, that's kind of what we have to do. We are rootless. Uh, you might say that, or yeah. rudderless. Rudderless, too. Yeah. <laughs> Those two things together are dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. <laughs> you know, unlike our uh, compadres at, uh, here at Truckers Radio USA who have these things called ranches. ranches. Yeah. And, of course, you know they do their shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. I'm thinking puffy slippers and uh, lazy boys. Well, I, that, that would be nice. Or, or stay in your bathrobe till like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's radio, it's right? It's radio. Yeah. <laughs> you can do what you want. So, for instance, uh, Rex Allen Jr. has the Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yep. We need to go get what? Do- Dos Cervezas. Yeah. Yes. We, need to, we need to Maybe try and aim that dart down his way. That's right. Uh, Alan Bailey, of course, has the Swingin' Gate Ranch. We've been there. Tennessee Jim, yep. the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. We've been there. We've been there. Orrin Friesen, the Rockin' Banjo Ranch. Been there. Been there. And, uh, you know, we were uh, we used to whine about the fact that we didn't uh, have a ranch. That's correct. Until our pal Suzanne corrected us, and she said... Your ranch is the entire continental United States. You could say that we have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's true enough. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's pretty great. And we travel uh, that ranch in our RV called... Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose. Sweet Rosie. Oh, yeah. Roby get, Rosie gets us there. That's right. We check the oil. We air up the tire. Over and over again? tire over and over again. (laughs) Yes, we do. And put just voluminous amounts of gasoline in the tank, and away we go. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, that's good. Let's see. I forgot where we were here. Uh, I think you were last. Okay, so it's your turn. You are going to love this. I love it already, and I don't even know what you're going to do. Okay, well, there's a band by the name of Gypsy Pacific. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. now, a, a long, long time ago, a much earlier episode, I featured a guitarist by the name of Tom Conway. Uh, yes. You remember he did that uh, Willie Nelson tune, mm-hmm. and um, and we featured that. Well, um, he, uh, of course, he is from um, Maui, right? And uh, uh, he hooked up with uh, three other guys and formed this band called Gypsy Pacific. Okay, uh, uh, Tom Conway, Phil Benoit. Um, is a guitarist, bassist Marcus Johnson, and on fiddle, Willie Wainwright. Oh, Willie! <laughs> now, Willie. we met Willie at, at the Winfield Bluegrass Festival 40 oh, years ago, long, maybe. A long time maybe ago. Maybe not quite that long ago, but 
But he was the famous guy. Of course, his initials are WW. Yeah. And he he was the guy that coined the thing we were talking about. Uh, we were in a jam session, and it, somebody just tore it up. And we got done with the song. And our buddy Dave goes, he goes, man, he said, when somebody plays like that, I, I just, just want to throw my like mandolin in the fire. Right. And, and Willie says, why, why wait? wait? <laughs> <laughs> and that has stuck with us all these all years. years. Willie Wainwright, why wait? Why wait? WW. W- it's a little finger saying yeah. we do, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, but anyway, uh, I reconnected with him on Facebook. I don't know in the past year, maybe a little longer than that. I have too. Yeah, uh, he's just tearing it up over there. He's just uh, you know better than he ever was. And this band is tremendous. Um, they they do uh, you know kind of gypsy jazz, uh, but then um, uh, they do a lot of Hawaiian tunes also. They do. Yes. Okay. So this is one. Uh, the, uh, the The album is from 2005. It's called Wella, and the tune is. Sophisticated Hula. Why wait? 
Why wait? Yeah. <laughs> man, that's a great story, man. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Good to get connected with him again after all these yeah, years. Yeah, it really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it's been a long time. All right, Leo. Well, it's back over to you. Uh, have you remember a guy named Henson Cargill? I don't It's know. one of those names that just doesn't jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, he, he had a song called Skip a Rope. Oh, yeah, I remember 19, that. 1968. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and get a load of this guy. He was, a, he was a, an American country music singer. Uh, and that song that he uh, that did, Skipper Rope, was uh, controversial for 1968. Yeah, it, was. it sure was, yeah. It, it addressed a social situation. Yeah, but, it was like a divorce kind of thing yeah, or kind whatever. Of the, yeah, and the effect it has on kids and stuff. Right. Uh, but he, the guy was born in Oklahoma City, you know, just down the road from where yeah. we live in Kansas City. And his family was active in politics, and they raised, get a load of this, they raised bison on a ranch outside of Oklahoma City. Oh, wow. His, his grandfather uh, served as a mayor in the 1920s down there. Anyway, uh, he, uh, he, he married his high school sweetheart, moved to Fort Collins, Colorado, to study veterinary medicine. Wow. Hey, that's a career. Yes, it is. We know, we know people that made a career out of that. Absolutely. And, but he, he came back and he started playing clubs in, in Oklahoma City. Now, get a little of this. He was working part-time on the late shift as a deputy sheriff he received a visit from a friend and fellow musician, a guy named Johnny Johnson. Uh, he got him into a studio to back up a band that he knew about. And boom, off he went. And uh, he ended up hosting a television show called Country Hayride beginning in 1962. And he performed for many years in Reno and Las Vegas. And Johnny Cash is, is a godfather to his oldest son named Cash. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I thought that was a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, he um, he also uh, was one of the earliest guests on a, um, a radio show called uh, The Country Call Line in the mid-1980s. And the guy just had a great career. He just kind of never, you know, became a household name or anything. But he, he did this song that I can remember to this day, and I can sing every line with you. Oh, I remember as a kid. Heck yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good song. Yeah. Uh, from 1968, this is Henson Cargill doing Skip a Rope. <laughs> Skip a rope, skip a rope Oh, listen to the children while they play Now ain't it kind of funny what the children say Skip a rope Daddy hates mommy, mommy hates dad Last night you should have heard the fight they had Gave little sister another bad dream She woke us all up with a terrible scream Skip a rope Skip a rope All oh, listen to the children while they play Now ain't kind of funny what the children say Skip a rope Cheat on your taxes, don't be a fool Now what was that they said about a golden rule? Never mind the rules, just play to win And hate your neighbor for the shade of his skin Skip a rope Skip a rope Listen to the children while they play 
Now ain't it kind of funny what the children say Skip the rope Stab them in the back, that's the name of the game And mommy and daddy are who's to blame Skip the rope Skip the rope Just listen to your children while they play It's really not very funny What the children say Skip the rope Skip the rope Skip the rope That's not too preachy <laughs> Not too much. No, a little... that's a good one, Leo. I had for- totally forgotten about that. There you too. go. Yeah. Yep. Right straight out of the blue. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Your turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to jump in the wayback machine. I think this probably takes us back to into the 30s, maybe maybe 40s. Uh, I don't know much about this guy. Uh, it, it was off a compilation thing I got. Dude Martin and his Roundup Gang. Yeah. And uh, he his his name was originally Steve McSquay. Steve. McSwain, and he hosted Western. No, nobody Thief. could pronounce that. That's it, why he went with it, Dude Martin, including you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he changed his name to Steve Martin, and then he went to Dude Martin. So I don't know. Okay. But he hosted uh, Western Theme radio programs uh, in California, which is where a lot of those were. And, and then he had the KJO's Hoffman Hayride. He was uh, hosted. But anyway, uh, he actually was inducted into the Bay Area Radio Hall of Fame in 2008. I just like this little song. It's uh, it's fun, and it's got a bridge that's just nuts. Yeah, you've been telling me about this. So one. anybody yeah. listening to it, I'm pretty sure that I got it figured out. It's in the, the song's in the key of C, but the bridge goes F to A flat to E flat. Yeah. And then it goes to a D, G, and works its way back to C. But it's a fun song. Uh, uh, Dude Martin and his Roundup Gang doing Rodeo Rose. Show. 
From old Calgary way down to where the old Rio flows You're the high part, the champion of all rodeo girls Each and every cow, body and brown, buster knows You're the main attraction at all the frontier shows Rodeo rolls, do you suppose if I propose You could be mine and mine alone What's a cowwaddy? A cowwaddy, it's like a kind of like a low rent cow hand. Okay. Yeah. So I, that was weird. I couldn't figure out that word. And I go, well, it sounds like cowwaddy. And I type, typed it in, and sure enough. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, hey, and you know what? Hey, what? We are uh, out of time. Oh, we are. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got to go out. And uh, this is where we need to go do the um, apologizing. Apologizing. Yeah. yeah. We're getting pretty good at that yeah. because we are we are very dependable screw ups. I yes, mean, we are. So, That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. And and I've got the beer and I went back to Ham's. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, have a new commercial. Oh, really? Give it a listen. Okay. Get some more beer for the refrigerator. That wonderful beer, Ham's Beer. If you're out of Ham's Beer in the refrigerator, then get some more Ham's, Ham's Beer. When you have a glass of Ham's, you'll feel like you're there. In the land of sky blue water. If you're low on beer in the refrigerator, better get some beer, cause the weekend will be here. And that's the time for Ham's Beer. You know, these kind of commercials are just made for us, you know, because it's logical. If if you don't have any beer, then you need to get some beer. Get some beer. If you're low on the beer, get it some beer. It makes sense to me. It makes sense. Uh, we, yeah. You, and you can't have too much beer. Well, no, but if you're low on beer, you need to get beer. You need to get beer. Yeah. And that's like a lesson we can learn So right get the here. beer, okay? Better get some more beer for the refrigerator. Ham's beer for the refrigerator. Cool, refreshing. Clean to the taste. The, the big, big refresher, Ham's. back up well we're the dairyers we, we are the we dairy back up. Heirs, and we're living up to our name that's right absolutely uh well this is the part of the show where we like to uh suggest uh well encourage uh recommend or uh, just downright beg. beg yeah we're begging beg people to go to our websites we've uh, worked so hard on it we have really uh the one for this show is uh the, the dairyers.com dairyers. very important that you put the dairyers yeah not yeah just... if you if you omit the duh yeah you'll never forget you, that's, that. that's right you yeah. can't unsee it yeah that's true so um and the, of course the one for the band is well that's three trailswest.com with the number three on it right and that's where you find all the news about the band and releases and, you know, where swag, we're playing, where we're playing, you bet. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, if you go to either website, you will find a lot of content. content yes. And if you uh, look at it, we're pretty sure you will be contented. contented but there is so much of it yeah. that you could become confused, confused, in which case you should just contact, contact us. And we'll get you all straightened out. Yeah. There are contact us tabs uh, at both websites, or you can get directly to us by our uh, email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, mm-hmm. at thederriers.com. Yeah. And uh, oh, one other thing, if you go to thederriers.com and go to the Americana Roadshow tab, uh, you can listen to or download any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. While you're wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. If you yes. do that, send us a picture. Uh, we'll put it up. Double nut polyester, yeah. baby. You got to yeah. love it. That'd be good. As our good buddy Mike Carr says... Go, Go nowheres without the derriers. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You bet. Well, Leo, it's back to you. Do you remember a song uh, called Luganbach, Texas? Oh, sure. Okay. There's a line in there 
Willie and Waylon and the boys, and right. then there was a, another line where it says a Newberry's train songs. Yep, I remember oh, that. Okay, line. well that that Newberry, a lot of people that sing along with that song have no idea who they're talking about, including me, including you. I can uh-huh. see the wide-eyed wonder, <laughs> yeah. on your face there. Oh, tell me more. That's Mickey Newberry. Okay, and he wrote a lot of really uh, great songs, including "What Condition My Condition Was In." Oh, seriously, which was a huge hit for Kenny Rogers when he was with the first edition, right? right. Yeah. Now, now, here's the funny history on that thing. Uh, first, let's back up a little bit and talk about who Newberry was. He was born in Houston, Texas, uh, in 1940, and uh, as a teenager, uh, he sang tenor in a moderately successful group called the Embers. All right. Mm. Anyway, like he, everybody, he moves uh, to Nashville, and he signed with the publishing company. We talk about these guys a lot. Acuff Rose. Of course. Okay. And, uh, and then in 1966, uh, a country star, Don Gibson, had sure. a top 10 country hit with one of his tunes called Funny, Familiar, Forgotten Feelings, which okay. is a lot of Fs in a row. It sure is. It's called alliteration. I'll just tell you that. Thank you. Tom Jones scored with his music. So he's written a lot of uh, music that's pretty important. But um, the, the, the song... Uh, I just dropped in to see what my condition was. Con- condition was it was first recorded in 1967 by Jerry Lee Lewis, and he decided not to release it. Oh, really? No, he just didn't have any faith in the song, you know. Yeah. But it did become a, a, a hit for the first edition. And keep in mind that it just happened that Kenny Rogers was a lead singer, right, uh, with that thing. But there are a few stories about there about who Newberry came to write what may be the first psychedelic country song. Okay, <laughs> and this—it's actually I want to talk about it just a little bit because it's pretty interesting. Uh, one story has Mickey saying, "I wrote this song one night after waking up in hell." <laughs> <laughs> well, who hasn't? Who hasn't? Yeah. This, but here's a real story. In the '60s, when he was still a struggling songwriter, you know, and performer, uh, he frequently didn't have enough gas money to make a gig in another town, and so when that happened, he would just jump a freight train and ride for free, right? Okay. Well, one day uh, near Beaumont, uh, Texas, while he was jumping a freight car, he misjudged. He fell, fractured his back, right? And uh, he ended up in the hospital. And when he came to in the hospital, it was in the middle of the night. He was in excruciating pain. He was drugged up. But they didn't stop the pain, but they did induce some cinematic dreams and hallucinations. (laughs) Oh, my. And as the story goes, just dropped in was the result of that night's experience. So anyway, I, 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 I want to record, I'm going to play his recording. He recorded it several times. Oh, okay. But this, this particular version uh, came from um, uh, a compilation he did. And it, let's just listen to the author, uh, Mickey Newberry, singing What Condition My Condition Was In. Condition my condition was in 
edition was weird <laughs> is that weird enough for you oh man that uh, is uh inspired uh, or something oh it's, it's, yeah it's weird i mean yeah. but the guy wrote it sure right? and it's all his says that might have must have been some pretty good drugs you know <laughs> yeah, so good for him yeah well there you go wow Roger. well thanks leo that's uh, enlightening <laughs> it's it's weird it's kind of darkening but yeah it is that okay. all right uh, what do you got, Raj? Okay. Uh, some years ago, uh, we did a show in uh, Emporia, Kansas, um, and uh, it was at the uh, Restored Theater there. And was it, it like Granada? A, uh, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, uh, and uh, we did it with uh, Judy Coder and mm-hmm. uh, our pals, um, the, the Diamond D- w-, w Wranglers. We right. did a Western show. Right. And a uh, pal of mine from uh, college, Ray Troll, showed up. And um, uh, he is, uh, Ray is an artist and an 
illustrator, and uh, he loves all things uh, fish and fossil. And he's the pride of Ketchikan, Alaska. He is that. And uh, he heard our band, and he said, you got to do this song that I wrote. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's called The Whorl Tooth Sharks of Idaho. Man, this is a whole thing, and I'm going to post a video on our website. Yeah, because it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, it, it, the it's whole very thing. involved, but yeah. it has to do with a fossil that was found, and Ray actually helped um, figure out what that creature looked like. Right. And but uh, his band, the Ratfish Wranglers, did this tune, and he wanted us to do it in in a Western swing style. Okay. And so I couldn't decide. So of course you know what I did. You did a, a, mix, a mix up. up. Yeah. So we go from his to ours, back to his, and then back to ours. And did you include the uh, instrumental version in this too? Uh, no, that's a whole different thing. Oh, we'll have to do that. We could do that again. Yeah, we'll do that. But uh, let's give it a listen. The World Two Sharks of Idaho, the Ratfish Wranglers, and Three Trails West. The world two sharks from long ago came to rest in Pocatello, Idaho. The more I look, well, the less I know about the world two sharks from Idaho, Idaho. The man just doing what he can, working in the mines all day. Where it caused any trouble, just look through the rubble and the stuff that the mine threw away. One day laying on the ground beneath the big blue skies, a strange and wild fossil, yeah, was really quite the prize for him. A Permian shark just lurking in the dark of an ancient round concretion. It was round and dense, gave a curious sense to George of cosmic completion. Put it in the bed of his dirty old pickup truck, smiling to himself. Well, I guess that's just my luck and drove away. Shards from long ago came to rest in Pocatello, Idaho. The more I learn, the less I know about the world to shards of Idaho. Got back from fighting in Iraq, serving to keep us free. Then he headed out west to do his best and earn himself a degree. There he met young Dr. Lee, helped turn in paleo, working on that world of deep truck full of helico. Prion, that is. Then they called that artist guy way up in Alaska said, Hey there, Redfish Ray. Boy, now we got something We're puzzling over Helico. We're wondering how it's supposed to go, don't you know? Oh, oh. Helico is over here.
a fun project. Oh, man, man too much fun. And I got to tell you, um, uh, Ray Troll is a heck of a talent. I'm going to post something about World Tooth Sharks on our on our website. And the museum. Uh, and uh, Right. In Idaho. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, if people want to learn more about it, which they should, and you, you need to check out Ray Troll, too. He is uh, he, he's something else. We ought to post some of his artwork. We could uh, do that, too. He's an incredible artist. And he him, sure is. He has made some T-shirt art, man. It's amazing. Yep. And you know what? What? We are way out of time. Oh, man. Talk, talk, yeah, talk. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, we got we got to get busy. We, got, we do. We got to figure out where we're going where next we're going, week. That's right. Oh, let's uh, see. Whose turn is it? Well, let's what? see. I threw the dart last week, so uh, I'll get the map. You get the map. Okay. okay. It's okay. in the closet. It's way back. Okay. Wait. Careful. Uh, Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it yeah, yeah. the wall okay, here. Put it up. Okay, carefully. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. You can see it right through it. Sure can. Okay, okay got it's it. good. All right, well, oh, now you've done it. Okay, <laughs> ran into the wall. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, you get the dart. Okay, the dart. Okay, oh, it's, it's a, a spoon, spoon drawer, too. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay, okay uh, careful. There, there it is. Ow! Oh, darn it. I told you to be careful. Okay, sorry, I knew better. All right, okay, get over in the circle. I'm in the circle. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, three times. I'm bleeding. Hold on for a second. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. One, two, three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. Oh, oh wow, oh, we went God. east and way down, almost off the map. We're in Florida. For- oh, perfect. Oh, wow. Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, that ought to be Hey, fun. awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, well, uh, we'll get packed up, get out of here tomorrow, and uh, go to warmer weather. Warmer weather. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Okay, well, uh, we'll be back here next week, and we'll do this whole thing all over again. And uh, Right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you. It's the Derriers.